Ghostman Show on AlbionRadio.com The Mysterious Tully Monster Fossil Every now and again, scientists discover fossils that are bizarre, that def- defy classification. Their body makeup is unlike any other living animals or planet plants. T-U-L-L-I-M-O-N-S-T-R-U-M Telemonsterum, also known as Telemonster, a 300-year-old fossil discovered in Amazing Creek fossil beds in Indianapolis, United States of America, is what such a creature. At first glance, the tully looks slug-like, but but where you expect its mouth to be, the creature has a long, thin appendage, ending in what looks like a pair of grasping claws. Then there are the eyes that protrude on outward for its body on its stalks. It's so strange that scientists have never been able to agree whether it's a vertebrae with a backbone like mammals, birds, reptiles or fish, or an introvert without a backbone like insects, crustaceans or butterflies and all other animals. In 2016, a group of scientists claimed to have solved the mystery of Tully providing the strongest evidence yet that it was a vertebrae. But it's been a new study that conclusion in the question, meaning the monster is as mysterious as ever. A tully monster was originally discovered in the 1950s by a fossil collector named Francis Tully. Ever since its discovery, scientists have puzzled of a group of modern scientists of animals Tully belongs to. Ignoring where Tully's true evolution relationships are added to its popularity only leading to become the state fossil of Indianapolis. There have been many attempts to classify the tiny monster the majority of these studies have focused on the appearance of some of the most potent features. These include a lineage feature in the fossil interpreted as evidence of a, of a gut and light and bark branding of the fossil and particular grasping claws of its mouth. The body plan of the tully monster is an unusual in its entirety. If not, it will greatly expand the diversity of whatever group it ultimately belongs to, changing the way we think about groups of animals. In the 2016 research, argued that animals should be grouped with vertebrates because its eyes would contain common pigment gradations called Melanosomes, which are arranged by shape and size in the same way as those of vertebrate eyes. But our research shows that the eyes of some invertebrates, such as octopus and squid, also contain melanosomes, partitioned by, partitioned by shape and size in the same way to tell his eyes. And they can be reserved in foil fossils. Particle acceleration research on Tully monster fossil. To do this, a type of particle accelerator called a synchronotonium light source, located at Stanford University in California, this allowed to, it to be explored the chemical makeup samples from fossils from animals living today. The synchroton are bar specimens with intense bursts of radiation with sightly elements within them. When it's sighted, each element releases X-rays, 
with a specific signature detecting emitted X-ray signatures. You can tell the elements are sighted and ultimately the specimen studying it made of. For it's found it found that stones from the eyes of modern vertebrates have a higher rate of zinc or copper than the modern vertebrates studied. And to a surprise, they found the same pattern being seen in fossilized vertebrates and innovates found at Mesodon Creek. And as the chemistry turned his eyes, a ratio of zinc and copper were more similar to that in vertebrates than vertebrates. This suggested the animal may not have been a vertebrate, contradicting previous efforts to classify it. They found that Tony's eyes different contain different types of copper as found in vertebrate eyes, but the copper also wasn't identical to that of vertebrates studied. <coughs> so it adds weight to the idea that Tully's not a vertebrate. How do you classify the remains of the Tully monster? Where do you, where do you go? A body analysis of chemical chemistry at a metastone, metastones, L-E-L-A-N-O-S-O-M-E-S, other pigments and eyes of minor range of vertebrates could be the next step. This may help in the future narrow down the group of animals to which Tully belongs. Ultimately, the riddle of that kind of creature of Tully monster is continues. From the article, the mysterious Tully monster fossil, just more just more mysterious by Chris Rogers, originally published on the conservation under a Creative Commons license. 17th century cottage with an unusual past, the Exorcist House of Kingsling. The third town, then town of Kingsling, is a long history, and surprisingly a few dark tales are remembered and passed on through generations of townsfolk over the years. Once a five important, a member of the prodigious medieval Hansetic League, King's Lynn, known as Lynn to the locals, retains many of its historical buildings. One such building, an assuming 17th century cottage, hidden close to the churchyard of St. Nicholas Chapel, is known as the Exorcist House. Exorcism can be defined as the attempt to cast an unwanted spiritual entity out of the body of a human being. It's found in many di- different religions and cultures. For example, in a number of passages in the Bible, Jesus is shown casting out demons and evil spirits and possessed, and possessed unfortunately, people. Many Christian saints have been associated with exorcism, such as Saint Francis of Assisi, who is sometimes depicted as driving demons out of possessed people. People suffering from what we might today describe as mental illness or disability were sometimes considered to be possessed. But why is this little house that in called the Exodus House? The building dates from 1635. It's thought to be placed in an earlier building, which is home to members of clergy who serve St. Nicholas Chapel, located adjacent to the cottage. It is not known why the house gained its unusual moniker, but a popular image of the Exodus, a priest essentially trained to drive out demons, was trained by a character of Lugster Merrin in the 1973 film The Exorcist. There's little resemblance to the practice of exorcism. In the medieval period, 
what they believe to be possessed by demons, were encouraged to pray to saints associated with exorcism, or visit their tombs or relics. It might be that someone who lived in the exorcist house or in a previous building on the site had been known locally as, to, as someone who had cleansed the person or place of a malignant soul or spirit. It should could have been a local clergyman whose prayers or other activities brought comfort and peace to the people who felt they were troubled by evil spirits or demons. You can, you can only speculate. Sadly, any details of the exorcism the house is named after have been lost in time. For much of the medieval period, Lynn was known as Bishop Lynn. It had been granted the right to hold markets by Bishop of Norfolk. Norwich, sorry, has only gained its modern name as Kinglings in 19... Kingsland in 1537, with passed from control to Bishop being directly controlled by the Crown. Unlike some towns featured... Dean's fortunes were actually improved by the weather events of the 13th century that caused the nearby river to change its route. Helped along by human hands, after a period of flooding, the cooks of the wide great ooze found a new outfall at Lynn, giving the town a valuable connection to the sea. The river's width followed in its accommodating large ships, plus the fact it navigated for many miles inland. May Lynn, ideally located to receive goods both from other towns in England and major ports of Europe. In the mid-13th century, Lynn was thriving port, a member of the Historic League, a trading federation, and linked many port cities in southern England. Europe. The town's location in England's east coast has made it well situated for trade with European cities on the North Sea and Baratic close. It was home for many wealthy and prosperous merchants. Lynn's links with cities across Europe meant it wouldn't be unusual to meet foreigners there. By the 15th century, there was a well-established German, German community in the town. The estate is a prosperous town trading centre, reflecting the town's religious buildings. Before the Reformation, a number of religious foundations, foundations existed in the town, including the fiery Franciscan Scray Friars, the impressive 15th century tower, that for the foundation still survives today for many centuries as a landmark that coming to Lynn by sea. Not far off from Greyfriars, a little ward of burial ground serves reminded the town's Jewish community who buried this cemetery by the community of Dutch Jewish people who settled in the 18th and 19th centuries. But it's also thought the number of Jewish people lived in Lynn in the 12th century and two Gothic towers of St. Margaret's Church, known since 2011 as King Ling's Minister, dominate the middle heart of Lynn. Construction began an imposing building in 1101 in the town's Saturday's marketplace. Although today many few traces of the original Norman church rema- building remain, in subsequent centuries, filthy Lynn practitioners helped to find lavish view buildings of St. Margaret's, which reflected the church's beautiful appearance. The Exeter House, a uh, uh, association supernatural, followed 
it down the years of a number of tales being taxed to the house. The location of the door opening out into the churchyard probably says it emphasizes links of spirits and says the tales. Few sources made reference to the house being the location of Lynn's last exorcism after the Reformation, an incident linked to the burning of a woman at the stake of the town. It's unclear whether this is any way linked to the story of Margaret Reed, a woman condemned as a witch and burnt alive in 1590. A gruesome tale goes that when she was being burnt, Margaret's heart shot out of her body and hit the nearby building. A building by the choosing marketplace and far from it is his home retains. To this day, a carved heart above one of its windows, supposed to be the site where a witch's heart hit the building. A curious figure took up residence in the Exorcist's house in the 20th century. Frederick Robert Berkeley, also known as F.R. Berkeley, was a writer and later broadcaster. He lived for many years in the United States and published a number of novels and short stories during the interval war years, though after his wife's death in 1931, he appears to have returned to England. After the Second World War, he was a writer and broadcaster for the BBC, and for his later years, he moved to the Exorcist House and Lynn. Little is known about Batley. His association with the Exorcist House may have fueled rumours about his interests. An article published in KL Magazine in 2016 claims the account of Batley's apparently eccentric behaviour. A young man who attempted to take photographs of the house found that his camera shuttered and jammed. Batley told him he was a wizard, an expert on the occult, who advised the local beast about black magic rites. Buckley died in 1976, and the next resident of the house claimed being seen a ghost in the cottage living room. Allegedly, this is the ghost of Buckley, second wife, who returned to America after Buckley's death, and who died the same day that new owners subdivided reported seeing a ghost in the exorcist's house. The house was put up for sale in 2016, attracting the attention of the local and national media the outlets. It's not the only house in Lynn that have a long and strange history, but contains a tree locals and visitors alike, featuring local ghost walks and fairy citations about holdings and dark practices. It's often referred to the Exodus House in grade two listings of Bioshock England, is showing as mystique will continue for years to come. Did you know there's a children's books for demons? Anton Oron Leighton Le- has an award-winning illustrator and art director, as well as a fan of all things occult. His first work with the Colin Press, Spirit City Toronto, was published in 2010. Aaron lives in Toronto on and spends his time free time wrestling with Black Cat. The site contains a book of a playful guide to conjure demons to communicate with the spirit. The Deep's Children's Product is listed for children ages 5 to 10. Inspires kids to create demons of their own. This book is a sort of colouring book within kids can draw demons using a system of soils. Legan integrates a hand on the element, on craft element. This playful god invites readers to conjure gentle demons by writing their skiggles, which serve as a phone number straight to the spirit. The demons in the sage specific summons a riddler called Colorin and requires a sickle 
drawn in bright red and coloured clown's nose, preferably while you're giggling. The excess and express specific characteristics ability that range from primatic to grugs. They include flatness, whose talent is passing gas, quite a to row, an expert at finding missing objects and spank below, a best dressed diamond in the underwear, who offers cutting edge fashion device. Lingdon's renderings are multi eyed, multi armed, sharp toothed demons, outlined without being creepy. And the creative concept will likely inspire some readers to create demons of their, of their own, ages 5 to 10. And it's a price of £9.88. What do you expect to get in there? You give them the signals to draw and tell them what, how to do it. But you'll get they are signals from the Goldhara. Whether or not their actual signal makes no difference. They are teaching kids black magic. They are rising up the earth dwellers who reject God altogether. And when they get older, they can buy their own, their own progs. Talisman to conjure these demons. Little Green Men in 1856 Robert Graves was walking home to from his work as a labourer farm labourer as a veil of Neath when he saw strange lights in the nearby field he was making a whooshing noise and being of good Welsh stock Reeves went to investigate next thing he knew he was floating in the air after his memories were patchy tiny people with swords collected blood and one being was green with a bald head cut in his stomach and took out his organs. When Ronald woke up, he was lying in the field, wandered back to the work, but only discover he had only lost he had lost a full week. In common with many modern encounters afterwards, Reeves exhibited symptoms similar to radiation exposure. His skin was pink and scarred and his hair falling out, even in the eighteen fifties. Boys in Blue. Much more recently, a police helicopter gave chase to a UFO over Cardiff on the early hours of June the 8th, 2008. Waiting clearance to the land at the St. Alban Ministry of Defence base, the three-man crew was shot to see another craft hurling towards them. A helicopter served sharply to avoid collision before following its, uh, it across the Bristol Channel as far as the north. North Devon coast, where dwelling fuel supplies force the of police to retreat. A former RAF guider pilot, pensioner George Riverton, also reported seeing lights flashing in the sky, while a spokesman of South Wales Police said the crew were very experienced and responded to a professional manner in relation to what they saw. The Minister's Defence spokesman was less than magnanimous, stating, it's certainly not advisable for police helicopters to go chasing what they think are UFOs. I love the diff. Cardiff has long been a popular destination for visiting UFOs. In May 1909, spaceships, strange oblong bodies, worrying through the sky when it's across the UK. Perhaps the most unusual sighting was that of Mr. C. Leverbridge. Sometimes dock worker, sometimes punch and duty proprietor. Leverbridge was pushing his punch and duty car home via Cavalli Mountain on Tuesday the first Tuesday the sixteenth of May.
never very far admitting he had a deceiver maintained that he had not been drunk when he came across the craft and two young men dressing in heavy fur coats and hats on seeing him the men jumped up and jabbered furiously to each other in a strange lingo Welsh or something it was certainly not English and they got into a little of kind of little carriage suspended from the craft rose in the air in zigzag fashion other witnesses to a strange craft in the sky were railway signalmen named Robert Whitslake a chauffeur to Archbishop Raven in Dinkin, and a man working on the SS Arundel. On Wednesday night, the aircraft was sighted. It brought the pool, by everyone ranging from night shift workers to the town forge, to Mr. Gareth Fisher, a well-known local architect. And similar sightings came in from above, Medrag, and even so far north as Efferwithwith. Contrary approximations include advertising models, super sim, super advanced spy ships, and youthful pranks. None was completely satisfactory. By June and by July, Leverbridge told the Express he was sick of the whole matter. Animal mutation. No roundup of alien activities complete without a mention of cattle mutilation or sheep mutilation is more common in Midwells, an area in a country largely made up of farmland. Woodside Farm in Bethafar Province was reported that around 20 ewes disappeared without trace every year, and in 2011, Duffy the police, police have received a report that the witnesses had seen a ship taken aboard a UFO in Lienenbider. Most frightening are the rumours that human mutilation cases in Talibot Mountain and the Beacon Beacon Beacons reported UFO refugees. Derek Gough was allegedly shown photos graphs of such cases. They received death threats and his house essentially burnt down. Clough turned the photographers over to D.C. Adams of the South West Police, South Wales Police, who went from promises to an infamous arrest, claiming it had only been a prank. Crawford uh, eventually handed all his information over to Rich Hall, who made an uh, S. made an NSFU documentary. Documentary. Adoption. One of the most famous victims of alien Dutch in the UK is arguably Hilary Porter, first taken at the age of five. Hilary says that she's been abducted but so many times over the years. She now lost count, a stretch of road between Cardiff and Swansea, a particularly hotspot. In September 1970, Hilary and her husband were driving home from Ireland as they approached the original Seven Crossing. They backed out, coming to find coming to find themselves outside a garage in the outskirts of Cardiff. Petrograd hadn't budged. Flashbacks from the encounter troubled her for years, and in 2009, before she finally drove the stretch of road again, to find a friend in the valley. The trip itself was uneventful, but Hayley was abducted from her own from her bed during the night, waking in the morning with an unexplained black eye. Hayley believes that aliens are... Sufficiently child of Guinea Wells arrests the so called Celtic fringe because of the genetic makeup of residents are more in- is more interesting. She told Wells today they are trying to make alien thought human hybrids that seems the genetic material these Celtic races are more compatible.
close encounters of the Klingon kind. Probes is some time think of a UFO spot hotspot. There have been over a hundred reported sightings in South Wales alone since 2000. In July 2015, Darren Millier, Conservative AM from Clawid West, raised the issue at Stegford, asking the Welsh Government was going to do anything about it. Response is see, read. Okay. For those who don't read Clearman, the Minister will reply in due course. However, this is non devotional matter. That is why you can go for get get for boldly going uh cop circles. They can be a bit touchy subject bringing up images of Earth loving types stomping all over the private property. But Wells been the site of some early crop circles there's ever mentioned. A number of crop circles were reported during World War Two, when tramping corner of a lark was certainly not advisable. Agavaki E. Barry Smith was given a good fashion on position, created a circle in Aberdeen in 1941. Another early circle was reported by William Cyril Williams, who remembered seeing a circle from one August morning on his farm his farm in Cadillac Dorraine in the late nineteen forties. With reference to the Corn Circles mystery, I actually witnessed of one being made. I was standing in a cornfield one morning, I saw a whirlwind touching the ground and forming a circle in the corn. It was just the strength of the wind, a whirlwind, that forced this circle. The area around the farm was surrounded by hills on all sides. Mr. Williams, who called out of circles, had been, had been seen here frequently. He watched his occasion in a manner of only a couple of seconds. So the weight fell down, producing a sharp-edged circle, three to four metres diameter. Some of the earlier circles Mr. Williams had seen, the stalks still standing in their centres, but this one was completely flat. After four or five seconds, the whirlwind died out suddenly. This story came to light after Mr. Williams wrote a letter on the Sunday Mirror in 1991. Light up my life. After the Ministry of Defence closed its UFO desk in 2009, its files were released to the public. Strange lights in the sky made a bulk of reports with examples coming all from all over Wales, although most of them like fairly mundane expeditions. Explanations like aircraft lights or Chinese lanterns are hard to ignore. Forget the bone moon too. Forget the bone build even triangle. Forget the bone moon triangle. Those bone build even mystery on February fourth of nineteen forty-seven. A yellow cigar-shaped craft set land in the field next to bone. Haven Primary School, witnessed by 14 pupils, six of whom saw a silver man with pointed ears, frightened by his spirits. One of the pupils told his parents that afternoon. They turned, they then in turn contacted Ralph Randall Jones, Pooh, a local B U F O R A, British UFO Research Association coordinator. In the months following the encounter, further strange sightings poured in April. Rosa Granville, landlady of the Haven, Port Hotel, Little Haven, was woken at 2.30am. Well, from her window she could see that it looked like an upside-down saucer, and two lifeless humanoid creatures with pointed ear heads. When she went to inspect the area, unlike the day, it said a patch of patterned grass. Patterned grass. 
A room sent down on farm the Coombs family, terrorised by Valians, culminating on the evening of April 23rd, when a seven-foot spaceman standing outside the living room window. Uh, even someone's, the mother of someone, not named, is convinced she saw a flying saucer land. A tall man emerged on a caravan holiday near Hathelford West at around the same time. Though many felt that lightings were linked the same way to nearby RAF body, the Ministry of Defence, though carries out its inquiries, no denied or knowledge. One of the school point witnesses slimly discredited the idea is a farm vehicle, pointing out that they all came from farming backgrounds. Some stories of the lone homeoid in spacesuit suit may all have been well have been Gwyn Edwards. Dressed up to make the most of the atmosphere of fear, emitted to the Western Mail in 1996. The other remains remain unexplained. You've been listening to the Ghostman Show. I've been talking about Tully, a Welsh UFOs, and a book about monsters. To children. Well, who would have thought you could buy a book about demons and your little kid can join and colour him in and show him to mummy and daddy. And mummy and daddy can be scared absolutely bleep bleep us. We can't say that word on here, can we? I don't think so. No, Mark, we can't. I wonder how many people actually listen to the Ghost Rancher. I don't really know. I think it's just me talking to me. I know it's only a filler. I've said this many a time. Perhaps I'm just wasting my time. I don't think so. I think I've got the one or two listeners. I'm sure I have. What do you think? I would love some feedback. Perhaps I won't get any. Never mind. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye.